Hey there, I'm Sasha. I'm a doctor, I'm a mom, and I'm a founder. I believe that women are overwhelmed and exhausted. So I founded a company called Brave Enough. Brave Enough helps thousands of women find clarity, set boundaries, and gain control of their lives. So welcome, sit back, and let's get into the good stuff. In the next several months, we are going to be bringing in some amazing conversations. These are conversations that I recorded with leaders, entrepreneurs, women physicians, lawyers, business leaders, thought leaders, content experts for the summit of 2020. And the conversations were so phenomenal and we received so many amazing feedback. 700 women listened to these conversations and just said, oh my gosh, we want them. We want them more. We want to hear them again. We want to listen again. So much wisdom there that we decided that we would go, we're going to play some of those conversations in the next several months on the Brave Enough show. So If you know a woman in 2020 or 2021, who's like, Hey, I need some encouragement. I need some wisdom. I need some truth bombs. I need some hope. (laughs) Encourage her to listen to the brave enough show. Share that message because here we go with some amazing conversations. I hope you are going to love it. In season three, episode three, we revisit the 2020 Elevate Summit when Sasha talked with business coach, speaker, and podcaster, Allie Worthington. Now here's your host, Dr. Sasha Shulkut. For the Brave Enough Elevation Summit. It is my total honor today to have one of my favorite people in the entire world on here to deliver inspiration and just encouragement to you in 2020. And I'm so honored to have my friend, my coach, kind of my therapist in many ways, um, Allie Worthington. And if you don't know who she is, I don't know, I don't know why, because she's amazing and she's everywhere. And she is a prolific author. She is a entrepreneur. She has founded many companies and helps women found, find or form companies, I should say. Um, she's an incredible business coach, and she's just such a wise woman. And when I was putting together this summit, I was thinking of her book that's coming out this fall and all of the wonderful things that she writes and encourages women. But I thought, who would I want to have an honest, real conversation about the challenges of standing strong as a woman in 2020? And I thought, oh my goodness, I have to have Allie. And she is so kind to join us today. So I'm so honored you're here. And I want to just give you a few minutes to introduce yourself to everybody. Thanks. That was such a great introduction. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, all of that is true. The, the other things about me, I am um, a mom of five boys. So I live in this strange world where I write books to women and I, I do a podcast for women and I coach women and my heart and my passion is to help women be successful in life, whether in business or, you know, whatever their goals are, but I do live in a home with six males. So it's a, it's a funny existence (laughs) that, that, uh, I I'm surrounded by all this male energy, but my, my passion is to help women. I think that one of the, my favorite things about you is, um, you know, you and I talk a couple times a month and I have like crazy problems that I will bring to you. And you're like, huh. (laughs) And then you'll think about it. And then you're like, why don't we, or why don't you try this? And you always come at different, at problems with different ways than I would ever think about doing. And I would like to think that it's probably because you, you know, your story is that you built a business because you had to, 
-hmm. you, and can you just talk about that? Give like that brief story of how you became a woman who empowered other women to become entrepreneurs. Yes, I'm the most unlikely entrepreneur ever. When I was growing up, I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I wanted to have a big family. I kind of pictured myself like a Rose Kennedy. I was going to have a massive <laughs> family. This was my this was my vision. And had a whole bunch of kids in 2007. My husband was a hospital administrator, lost his job. We were looking for new jobs. We ran through our savings. We didn't want to leave Tennessee. And in 2008, uh, savings were dwindling down. We had a short sale of the house, which turned into a foreclosure. We lost everything except what fit into two small storage units. I can remember with my fifth son, he was four weeks old, taking photos around the house and taking a photo outside of these little pods units thinking, okay, we've hit rock bottom. I don't know what's going to happen next. We live with my grandfather out in the mountains for the summer. He, he lived so far out in the mountains, we didn't have any cell service. We would drive to a McDonald's playland every day so my husband could apply to new jobs. And we were like, we'll, we'll go anywhere at this point. You want us to move to the middle of nowhere? Let's go. And as the kids played in the playland, my husband was sending out resumes. I would Google every day, how do you start a business on the internet? Because I knew that the season I was going into was I wanted to build a business online and I had to there had to be a way to do it. Fast forward a couple of months, my husband gets a new job. We settle in in the Nashville area, thank goodness, where we were before. And he worked for about four years while I built my business. And then we reached at a point where he had a big job, I had a big job, and one of us was going to stay home with the kids. And because we have five sons, it was my husband. So I went from stay home mom to breadwinner for a giant family. And in in the middle of building the company that I built for myself, I realized there's so much opportunity for women out there. The, the gates of opportunity have never been flung open wider. The, the, in the past, we had to get permission to learn. We had to be, get permission to do this. I mean, you have to continually fight for what you get. Most of the women watching this, you're fighting for what you get. But for the first time in history, because of the internet, we don't have to ask anyone's permission to learn and to build and to grow in our future because of the internet and all of the technology that's coming up right now is unstoppable. And that excites me. That's how I, that's how I'm doing what I'm doing. I love this because it's so inspiring that and encouraging, I think to women that um, we, you know, I think so many women um, we think we're going to go into medicine and those people that are listening, most of the people that are, are attending this summit are in healthcare or they're lawyers or they're in higher education. Mm -hmm. And we are just so honored to actually show up every day and get there. And we think like once we have the degrees and once we have all the experience, like we're, it's gonna be an equal playing field. But we know from data that it's really not. We still are finding ourselves fighting for promotions, fighting for just being recognized. Yes. And the, the, the interesting thing that I think that I love what you said was, you know, you, you understand what it's like to be the breadwinner and to feel that Im immense pressure on yourself. But at the same time, I, you know, you want to be a mom, you want to be there for your kids. You want to show up. You don't want to sacrifice, um, being like such a, a, an integral part of your children's life or your family's life or your spouse's life. If you don't have kids. 
-hmm. and, and sacrifice that for career. But oftentimes I know in medicine, we think it's one or the other, like, and, and even the way people talk to us, it's one or the other, like, you know, like, well, our, you know, she's very serious. She doesn't want to have kids. And it's like, well, this woman may be very serious about her career, but she does have kids, you know, and, and we make all these assumptions. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really interesting that you, um, you know, were that, that's what you wanted to be. You wanted to be that stay at home mom, but then you found yourself in a position where you had to build, you had to, you had to, be the breadwinner. And then it grew into a point where now that is who you are and you empower other women. Um, so I want to talk about why standing strong, like, tell us about this new book. Like why, I mean, obviously you wrote it before the pandemic, <laughs> before, before COVID hit. Um, that was a little, you know, maybe you're a little bit of a prophetess there, but like, how, how did this come to be and why, why those words? Well, in my life, as you know, I started my professional career as an entrepreneur. And in 2014, a woman came to me and asked me to build an organization for her. And I said, absolutely not. I have read my desk profile. I would make a terrible employee. You don't want any of this. <laughs> and she convinced me over time and I built an organization for her and I was winding up my time with this organization and I knew that it was time for me to go. It was time for me. I put my whole company on hold, walked away from everything. I felt like this is what, this is what I'm doing, building an organization, building a big one. And something happened in me where I lost my confidence. The, the fearless entrepreneur I was in the past, the woman who was willing to take risks, the woman who was willing to step out and just go for it something in me changed. I don't know what happened when I hit my 40s, college tuition, um, responsibility. I had a husband who had been sick for years at this point, and I lost my confidence to be able to do it again, even though I knew it was the right thing. And as I waited this year to be able to start my company again and do what I needed to do, I ended up myself getting sick. I had never in my life understood the connection between stress and my body before. Um, it started in my stomach and my whole body basically shut down until I finally was willing to do what I knew I was supposed to do with my career. But what held me back were two things, self-doubt and the fear that my children and my family was going to be the collateral damage of me going for my dreams. Mm. And it seemed like at the time it was easier to stay in a position that I knew wasn't fit for me. I'm a builder. I'm not a maintainer. And being in a position in an organization where I had built it and it was time to maintain was killing me. And so that was my personal story. And as I started writing some of my story, just to illustrate bigger concepts for women, I talked to woman after woman after woman. And in some way, she had the same experience of a combination of adversity and self-doubt trying to take her out from her dreams. Mm -hmm. and I think right now, we have a generation of women that is set to do amazing things in this world, whether it's start a new business or write a book or inside their own families to break generational toxic habits, right? Every woman is called to do something great. Sometimes it's something other people will see. Sometimes it's something that no one will ever see because it's something internal in her. But we are a generation right now that's meant to do great things. And of course, I wrote all this before. COVID happened. And now I see what's happening in the world. I see that everything is so unsteady. Everything is uncertain. And it makes perfect sense 
that women are meant to get this message right now, that in a world that, that feels torn apart and feels shaken up, we are meant to do great things and that we can't let adversity. And I think the biggest enemy that is self-doubt take us out from what we're supposed to do. Oh my gosh. I have chills. I feel like I'm at women's church and I'm <laughs> loving it. <laughs> um, I, I think I was just talking to someone this morning about, um, about choosing a different path and the obstacles that come within you. And I think there are so many women, I know there are women listening right now that are on this career path and they feel like it, they're stuck because it's already been defined for them. Right. But they have this other passion. They have this other dream. They have this other like burning inside them. Maybe it's writing a book. Maybe it's starting a business. Maybe it's going part-time. I mean, that, that for so many women is like, they, they literally feel like they can't, mm. they can't even, or maybe it's negotiating for something that they need. Um, and I love that, that your message is, you know, that you talk about self-doubt and you talk about that adversity because that's what holds women back. So from even speaking it, like from even saying the person I was just talking to this morning, she was sharing and she said, I'm so afraid to kind of reveal this dream to anyone. Like it's living within her and she doesn't even want to tell her spouse. She, she would tell me before telling the people closest to her. And why do you think that is like, do you think it's something that we're taught as, as young girls, because I don't think that men struggle with it the same way we do. Men I mean, don't I think with it at all, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I'm going to try this. Oh, that didn't work. I'm going to go for this. I'm great at this. And you're like, not really, <laughs> you know, but I love yeah. it. You know, sorry, I didn't mean to speak over, you know, it's really interesting. I was raised by a mom who was a complete hippie. And so I, I was raised I think in, in some ways, kind of like boys growing up, like you can do anything and don't worry about what people think about you and it'll be great. I think I got a lot of the messages that boys grow up with. I was an only child. It was my mom and I, mm -hmm. and her being such a hippie, I missed a lot of the messages that women spend their lifetime dismantling. Mm -hmm. So I'm in this unique position as a business coach where I, li I listen for it and I go, wait, let's, let's unpack this. Because what women tend to take for granted, what women tend to think is reality because they hear it from the time they're four and five years old, I hear it and go, wait a minute, that is ridiculous because somehow growing up as this hippie child in Tennessee, I missed it. Um, but as I study it now as an adult, absolutely. I mean, we all know the research that if a man and a woman is, are going for a job and there's 10 requirements. Um, a man will have two and be like, watch out world. They're going to love me. <laughs> and a woman will have eight and go, let me just spend a few years working on myself. I'm going to play small. Mm -hmm. So I think mm -hmm. one of the most important things that women can do to stand strong and to continue to grow and fight for what we have in our future is to continually make the decision to cross-examine all the thoughts that we have about ourselves and all the mm. thoughts that we have about what's appropriate for women and what our roles should or shouldn't be because there's no reason anyone else should make the rules. Mm -hmm. We need to know I the rules that. just enough to get ahead, but then we need mm -hmm. to know which rules that we can break and which rules we can ignore. And then which rules we can change for the generations that come after us. Mm -hmm. 
I love that. Um, and it's so funny because these messages do come at such a young, like I was just talking to my daughter this year in school and she was said that someone made the comment to her, another girl in her class made the comment, you know, um, don't always answer the questions right because the boys won't like you. That's it's 2020. <laughs> Gosh, like these are the messages. And so that's why I think it's so important to have these conversations because even I don't realize like, you know, when I'm walking into a committee meeting or a room, uh, I'm doing like a prep in my head. Like, okay, when am I going to talk? When am I going to speak up? Should I speak up? And I'm thinking, why am I doing this? Like go in share my ideas, share my innovation, because it's going to change the culture. It's going to make everybody go, oh, it's okay for a woman to speak up. It's okay for a woman to actually say, I'm an expert in this. So that's one thing that I've, I've really started to do. And it feels so weird at first. I'm trying to embrace that and encourage other women too. Very rarely do women speak up on things that they're not solid on, that they don't know the, the details and have the expertise. And yet, even when we know that we know, like we're the expert in the room, we still don't want to speak up, right? It, I mean, it, it, it's essentially <laughs> if you haven't won a Nobel Peace Prize in something, you don't feel like <laughs> if, if you're in a boardroom with a bunch of guys, you don't feel like you should say anything. It's you're exactly right, and I, I call it. I didn't plan on mentioning this. I call it finding my inner dude, because I will go okay. <laughs> I'm going into this room and I'm going into this meeting and there's a bunch of dudes. The guys are not navel gazing as to how they're going to behave. Mm -hmm. I need to find my inner dude and, and bring him out mm -hmm. because and, I need to lose some of the filters. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because don't you think that that's why it's so important to have women who are in different areas or have different approaches you surround yourself with those women. I mean, I remember when I first started working with you uh, as a business coach, I wanted to build a course. And I said, I just don't know if I can do this. And you were like, well, why? Like, you don't have the time. And I was like, no, I, I have the time. And you were like, cause you don't have the, like, you don't know how to make a PowerPoint. And I was like, no, I know. I just I was very I confused. Have, I was like, I just don't have a degree in like, women's empowerment you were like are you kidding me like but i mean here i am like i really thought i don't know if i can do this and you were like why, why could why are you waiting for permission and so that's why i think there's such strength in having someone else objectively like hear out your ideas and give you um some feedback and some objectivity to your own talents because a lot of times we don't see it like we replay the two things missing we don't focus on the eight things that we have going for us, right? So I love that. I love that you are, you're so good at problem solving. It's such a great strength that you have when it comes to business, but you also are very good at, I think, seeing what we can't see often in ourselves. Right. It's our blind spots that will take us out. So having someone mm. to look into the blind spots, to speak truth in an objective way when sometimes it's not comfortable, that's key. But I think that, I think that for us as a generation of women, we are pioneering in a way that's never been done before. Because again, technology, the internet, the things we get to do, the, the people we get to reach, 
we are a pioneering generation of women and there's, there's not a roadmap for how to behave and to how to navigate it and how to lead because we are the first ones to do this. And as we set our example and as we step out of our comfort zone and as we make sure that we're aware of the self-doubt that holds us back and the beliefs that aren't true about ourselves that hold us back, the more we push past those, the more we lead and the more we build and the more we grow in our generation, like I mentioned before, the generations to come will look at us and go, okay, this is what women can do. That really excites that. me. Yeah. I know. I love that. I love that. Okay. So what is the biggest lesson that you have learned in 2020? What's been the hardest thing? Well, that's a great question. I've had to throw out my own sense of power mm. because I'm powerless against COVID. I'm, I mean, we can all protect ourselves as much as we can do, but it's, I'm powerless against what it's doing to the economy. I'm powerless about with what it's done to travel. I'm powerless with what it's done to events. I'm powerless to help so many people who are hurting. And I've had to make peace with the fact that I'm not in control of the world, mm -hmm. but I am in control of how I respond to it. And I can wake up every week and read the headlines and read the, the news from all the epidemiologists and go, okay, this is how I'm going to navigate this week. And I've learned that even when things really feel like they're falling apart, if we continually, for me, if I check my mindset and I cross-examine my own thoughts, because this is a season when it's really easy to spiral out of control negatively. If I cross-examine my thoughts, I am continually bringing it back to, is this feeling that I'm having true? Can I prove that this is true? And I'm disciplining myself for that, that I'm able to survive anything. Mm. Even in a world that's completely upside down right now. Such good advice. So what, and su such good, I mean, hard, but important lessons to re realize that we are, in many ways, we, we can only control our reactions. We can't really control the actions of others. Um, we can't control, you know, I can, I always just say, you can only control the scroll. <laughs> like you can't control <laughs> what people are posting or doing, but you can control the scroll. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so what would you say to women that are listening right now that many of which have been on the front lines, they're tired. Um, many of them have had, um, significant financial loss. Like mm -hmm. all of us have, um, many of them may be even touched by illness themselves or in a family member. What would you say, looking forward to 2021, what would you say to give us hope? I think that in the middle of great tragedy, which many of us are seeing right now for one reason or another, in the middle of great tragedy, great things bloom. In the middle of the heartache and the struggle and the difficulties and the health challenges and the financial challenges, seeds are planted right now in us that will bloom in 2021 and the things that don't always make sense that are that are going on around this season of difficulty and this season of uncertainty we're going to be able to look back in 2021 at 2020 and realize how we were growing and how this season of difficulty created great strength and wisdom and insight in us and we're going to be able to take all those things starting next year starting when we get on the other side of this and take it in the future and it's going to be again all 
all of these things working together to be the fuel that drive us to do the things that we're meant to do in life. I love that. So how can women follow you? Tell us about your platforms. How can they find the book? How can they, if they need coaching, how did they contact you? How do they find Allie Worthington? I'm AllieWorthington.com. It's my website, Allie Worthington on Instagram. I have a podcast called the Allie Worthington Show. And for coaching, you can just go to my website and click coaching. I love it. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today and encouraging all of these amazing women that are tuning in. I'm so appreciative and thankful for you. Thanks for having me.